0: you know, we gave each other a hug and like, I'm hugging Terry at the world cup and he's like, family's good. How are you? And I'm just like, so yeah, 44 pace, 44. That's a violation on that one. Oh, on this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably the day I found out I was going to the world cup and I remember I was just like, it was just tears. Like, I don't really remember everything else.
1: Ready? Um, welcome this is live from langley bc the number one podcast in langley where we talk to langley residents and business owners about local events and businesses today we have one of langley's very own rising stars in the professional soccer world he's making huge waves in the mls and has also represented team canada on the largest world cup stage in qatar please help me welcome mr joel waterman joel Welcome.
0: Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, no worries. Excited to have you on today. Uh, We're meshing two things that I love, and that's Langley and soccer. Uh, We had Mark Parker on earlier on, and and he had a ton to tell about you. So I'm excited to actually have you on to hear it from the lion's mouth now. (laughs) Um, But before we get really into it, why don't you kind of give people a little bit of an idea of, you know, who you are and your background?
0: Yeah, so like you said, uh, Langley's very own, but I was actually born in Surrey. Um, and then I moved to Aldergrove, a town just beside Langley when I was about two years old. Been there ever since. Um, yeah, soccer has been my life from, since I was about five years old, both my parents played, they loved the sport, the whole family played, actually my brother and my sister both played too, so just always been in our blood and always been in our family, so I started playing when I was about five. Uh, I moved from Aldergrove, I fought in U11 to Langley United, um, from U11 to U14, and then I went to Surrey United, BCSPL, 15 to 18 um after that i went to trinity western university got my degree after five years played f- play soccer there um and then went straight to the the cpl the cpl came around in 2019 so it was perfect i graduated in 2019 so it just happened to be the perfect mesh there um from there i was the first ever player to be sold from the cpl to mls which was amazing montreal took a chance on me and i've been there ever since in the mls and and obviously my national team stuff too with the men's national team got to go to a world cup which was An insane experience. Um, But other than footy, I just love spending time with my family. I love listening to music. I love hanging out with friends, Um, just just kicking it and just hanging out and and,
1: and enjoying life as much as I can. That's awesome, man. And, like, just hearing you say that, it's, like, picture perfect what every soccer player's dream is. Mm -hmm. Really, like, you know, starting hometown and then just building your way up to ultimately appearing on the largest stage, you know, representing the national team. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it wasn't, you know, as picture perfect as Nah, it, seems. it was not a straight line <laughs> like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Now to be playing on a, you know, professional soccer team with one of the, you know, legends of footy, Thierry Henry, mm. uh, which just I remember I, I, I've heard that you were playing there. I heard, obviously he's coached, but saying that out loud, yeah, that just like gives me goosebumps. So that's all, how's that been
0: um yeah so he was he was only there for one year in 2020 so Mm. he it was like during covid so covid was terrible um so we didn't train for about five months so we Uh didn't really get to see the full package of what Thierry would have been like um but it's like you said it's super cool to think like he had a hand in my signing and me getting there so he must have seen something in me and then it's actually a full circle moment at the world cup i saw him because he was the assistant coach for belgium And, uh, you know, we gave each other a hug. And, like, I'm hugging Tierney at the World Cup. And he's like, family's good. How are you? And I'm just like, for a kid from Aldergrove who's grown up in the Canadian system who probably shouldn't be where he's at, it was, like, a blessing and just having that relationship with him just from a small amount of time that we had back in 2020. It's just insane. So, um, yeah, we didn't really get to see him in his full capacity, I don't think, which I would have really loved to. Um, But still meeting him, still being coached by him, watching him train – um, he was still probably the best player on the pitch when he trained with us, and and it was a season that I'll never forget. Um, Just because of obviously so many things off the pitch too, but obviously having him as a as a coach was just unreal.
1: Mm-hmm, that's awesome. Yeah. Was that would you like? What was is that your highlight of so far your footy career? What would you say is your highlight so far?
0: I mean, yeah, that. um, Obviously, the World Cup has to be a highlight, biggest stage in the world. Like you like you said, um, the biggest tournament in the world. um, You know, every eyeball on you, just seeing how good some of those players were and like our group was insane like it was Belgium Croatia Morocco and like you got to see Luka Modric you got to see Kevin De Bruyne like you got to see the best players in the world and it's like I feel like I'm so far from that after watching them but it's like you know watching them in action was absolutely insane so that was probably a highlight of my career there's there's tons of highlights obviously in my career but but definitely uh the World Cup was one of them.
1: When you get on that stage though it's literally like anything can happen right you look at the champs you know world champs argentina losing to the saudis yeah so like in the when, the when the lights come on and you know everybody's feeling the pressure yeah you know anything can happen so yeah. at that stage you know they, they're 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 your equal right yeah. they might have a little bit more experience but yeah when it comes down to it they they make a wrong turn and you know you're, you're on goal and no,
0: like, it's true like we even i thought we had a better game than belgium in the first game and like we really showed out and really show people that we deserve to be on that world stage. And like, we have a very talented squad too. We have generational talents and, and, you know, just seeing them play at the highest level against the best players in the world, Canada finally being there after so long, it was, it was amazing to see. And hopefully it, you know, inspired the nation and, and inspired like our community, like Langley and, and other places to just to really buy into the system and, 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 you know let people know and let kids know that they can actually make it.
1: Yeah, that the historic moment obviously Canada being at that stage is insane because like to be part of the best team potentially in in history for Canada, that 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 that'd be a huge opportunity. And yes, it definitely did inspire uh, you know little communities, large communities all across Canada and that's what I'm excited for, right? Now being a parent and having someone locally to for my kids to look up to is uh is awesome before right us growing up we'd always look overseas because that's even cross border there wasn't too much yeah right we'd have to look across the ocean and be like okay yeah Yeah. you know you got the spanish league you got you know the the germany league and all that so but now to have our own clubs and and uh you know our own cpl team which uh yeah have you been exposed to anything in regards to the Vancouver FCT? Yeah.
0: Like? Yeah. I, I keep up with the CPL. I always love watching games. I think it's so cool that we have a team here finally, um, you know, so a team that people can get behind and like, hopefully there's a team in, in, in every province. We need that. We need our domestic league to be as big as possible. Um, because we, not just me, like not just myself, but we have other players that have moved on too. So we're all walking testaments of what a domestic league can do. And then obviously with the women's league coming soon too, they're going to have more opportunities and, um, yeah, like you said, like growing up you'd always have to go overseas or try and go across the line and, and it was a far distant dream. But now we have our own domestic league, you can play professional football in your own backyard and, and, you know, hopefully make it to that next level and make the MLS or make it even even farther. So it's it's something that's like truly amazing and I look at it and I'm just like I wanna be a part of it in, in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Um but I kept tabs on the Vancouver team. First year always gonna be tough. New players, new coaching staff and and things of that nature, but um, just to have it and for them to keep getting better every year, it's going to be really exciting to see. I want to watch a game live soon, too. I haven't been able to, to go down there yet and watch a game. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's the beauty of it. It's literally – across the street from here <laughs> like uh being able to watch a home game and uh, not have to travel all the way to vancouver yeah. with you know that many people here it's nice and intimate yeah. still maybe around like four or five thousand spectators so that's awesome well, i used to train on that field playing for yeah. langley right and like
0: now there's like a full-fledged professional field so it's it's yeah it's amazing to see it's
1: weird man like I, yeah same thing like Training there, yeah. I've you been train back. Too. Up, yeah. you, you've been back a few times, yeah. and uh, even just to kick the ball around, yeah. Where now you can't because it's, go in there because it's yeah, it's pro closed. soccer stadium, yeah. Uh, so that's that's been just like a huge uh, eye opener, yeah. Uh, you know what we have right there, and now we're hey, I'm just kicking the ball, yeah, at, next to this pro soccer stadium, yeah, exactly. So, but exactly. yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. It'll definitely open more doors, yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you find though the the how the doors opened up for you in Langley in terms of your your journey?
0: Yeah, for me, honestly, I was just so naive to it all. Like I was just playing soccer, like I was just having so much fun, and um, I didn't really look too much into the future of where it was going to take me. I just knew I loved it, and I didn't have a plan B, so I just kind of went for it. And I tried. The only thing I tried to do was basically put myself in the best position to, to succeed. So Aldergrove was getting too small of a club, so that's why I moved to Langley. And then Langley didn't have BCSP all the time, so that's why I moved to Surrey. So I just tried to play at the highest level and keep doing that, and just see how far it took me. Um, my parents let me do it, thankfully, because, you know, sometimes they were like, Hey, like what Canadian kid at 14, 15 says they want to be a professional footballer?" not a lot. Right. So, um, and that, and at that point too, the opportunities were slim to none
1: and to um, have the talent though, to back it up. Exactly. You know, a lot of people say that I, exactly. I was one of those <laughs> and, and exactly. you know, you got to have the talent to back it up.
0: Exactly. And like, even sometimes I didn't think I had the talent cause I was a late bloomer and there's just so many things I got cut from teams and, you know, I've, I've been through it all kind of, you know, in my short career thus far, but yeah, I was just naive. I was naive to, to it all. I just kind of kept playing. And then I went to a Canadian school, which is like not something you do really if you want to play professionally. And then, like I said, the, the lucky break for me was the CPL came in 2019 right when I was about to graduate. And then, uh, yeah, I went to Calgary and, and basically just, you know, it all happened from there. I tried to put in a good year in the CPL there. And then obviously, you know, Montreal saw that. So it was, I was just super naive. Like I was just a young kid. Like I was just like, Hey, let's just see how far they can take me. Like the least I could do was just try. And then after that, we'll we'll deal with consequences but um for me I had to try cuz I just loved it so much it was like my favorite place to be it was was at the pitch.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah that's uh, I mean it's like therapy. For right? sure. And I feel like I would, at, at any level. For sure. It feels like that.
0: And just you know obviously the pressure grows but at the end of the day it's still the same game. No matter where you are it's the same game 11 players you know for me I was just I'm still like a kid having fun like I get to go you know on the weekends and play in front of 20,000 people every weekend like who gets to say they do that right? So it's it's uh it's really a blessing man it is
1: living the dream yeah, for sure yeah um would you say you did anything out of the ordinary that you know maybe helped you stand out What <laughs> in terms of training discipline like daily matches? um
0: to stand out i don't know i think i really just focus on the basics like uh a lot of guys grew faster than i did so i was a really late bloomer so they had the athleticism they had the speed and all that so i just focused on the basic necessities of football, like being able to use both feet. I worked more the IQ of the game, which I think has helped me at this level and in my career for sure um, because I've slowly caught up and now I'm, you know, one, i I'm a bit bigger, and, and now I'm a centre-back. So it's it's I just worked on the basic necessities of being able to play, you know, a 30-yard long ball to somebody or use my left foot properly. Or I feel like I did the small stuff really, really well um but then in terms of decision making like I went to certain clubs like I went to a team in Bremerton called the Kitsap Pumas and it was a place where like nothing was going on like you couldn't no clubs nothing like it was just outside of Seattle Washington so I went there just to fully focus on football for a summer and and that's when I played in the PDL and that's when I was 20 I think it was 2016 um and I really became like a man that year And that was, like, the one place where I didn't think I was going to go. I just went to the tryout and said, listen, like, if I make it, I make it. I probably won't go there anyways. But it allowed me to focus on football and really just, like, hone in on, you know, my craft and being able to leave out those other distractions of, you know, the partying and going out and a lot of things that people may choose differently than their path in football. So I think I just did those and made the smart decisions and realized what I wanted and what I envisioned for the future. I knew I had to make certain sacrifices. So those are the same things I was willing to do. And I just feel like people aren't willing to kind of sacrifice the things they want now for what they want later. So I think those two things, I worked on the basics and I just put myself in the best positions to, to succeed.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you. That, I didn't even think about that. That, yeah. that does play a huge role. Huge. The second part with having, you know, the distractions you like, you We've both played with some insanely talented players. And we don't make it. They just, they just give up. Girls, you know, it could be. <laughs> happens. Just, yeah, friends, wrong people. For sure, people, for sure. Trying to impress the wrong people. And, and I don't just, know what high
0: school you went. Where'd you go up? I went to Brookswood. Brookswood, okay. Yeah. So you do, do you know who Todd Young is? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. do know him? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's
0: one of my best friends. Oh, but really? Yeah, he just, uh, I know some people that went to Brookswood, but... um. But, yeah, you you get the wrong crowd. People are just partying, doing what they do in high school, and it can turn really fast, right? So I was the kind of kid staying in on Friday nights because I had a game on Saturday morning, right? So sports kind of saved me, like, you know, from making stupid decisions. Um, So I just wish that for, for kids. I think it's the most important thing for kids to be in sports and have that group of like you said, it's a, it's an outlet, it's uh, it's therapy for people, so hopefully kids can stay active in playing sports, right?
1: I, f- I feel like, you know, with the exposure that football's gotten recently, uh, people are going to take it more serious, right, that's yeah. all it takes, someone who, you know, creates the path, and then they see, wow, it is possible, and yeah. it's not even like you fluked out, or like, you had insane, like, um, like, like, Take uh, Davies, for example, mm-hmm. right? Right off the hop, straight into, yeah. you know, overseas play. And then yeah. you're, well, obviously you played here first, straight into top league. Yeah. But then he went overseas and, you know, people can't really relate to that story. Whereas for you, you roughed it out. Yeah. And then one of those things is, you know, how going on that trial yeah. that, uh, you know, didn't end up going pl- as planned, right? Sure. So if you had let that stop you yeah. on top of everything, yeah. you wouldn't be sitting here today.
0: No. And like, I think that, you probably lived into the Vancouver Whitecaps trial. Yeah.
1: So tell us about that. Yeah.
0: So I was there. That'll, that'll
1: put somebody's, that'll crush somebody's dreams right there. Yeah. So
0: I, I was never part of the Whitecaps system growing up. I was just always in youth playing BCSPL. And, um, I had a trial there when I was 18, I believe I was for about two weeks and, uh, at that point they had like crazy players. They had like Sam Adekubi who I'm really good friends with his brother too. And we're all just super close. He had, a, he's had a story career already. And he's only like 28. He's back with the white Whitecaps now, but, um, guys like Marco Bustos guys like he Froz, guys like, um, Mitch Perot, like they had, they had a stacked team. Um, and at that time I honestly wasn't ready. So I, I didn't make it after the two weeks. I came here for two weeks, didn't make it, um, decided to go to school and, and, to this day it's one of the best decisions not best decisions on me but best decisions i think the coaching staff made for me because i heard no really early i heard no even before that back in u 14 when i didn't make the national training center i was just a late bloomer like i said too small so i didn't make the i made the provincial team in u 13 and u 18 i didn't make it from 14 to 17 because i was just they just didn't choose me so hearing that no early really prepared me mentally i think not a lot of players hear it early enough so when it happens when they're 20 21 they don't really know what to do with themselves Um, so for me, I heard it early, which was a blessing in disguise. Um, and then I just kind of made and forged my own path. Like I think the Whitecaps is a fantastic organization who has amazing players, but it's not for everybody. It's not for, and they might let some people fall through the cracks and that's what kind of happened with me. And even at the time I wasn't even ready, I don't think for that level. Um, but then I just kind of forged my own path and said, listen, like, I'm just going to take it for what it is. It's, it's one coach's opinion or, or a staff's opinion of me. It's not. You know everyone's opinion of me, so I just uh, I kind of did my own thing after that and kind of forged my own way. So I just let it fuel me and 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 let it just inspire me to to be better and to do better after that.
1: No, mm-hmm. I mean and it's cool that you know that is the option out there because a lot of people, like I said, they think it goes. You know, you get scouted early, like they come to you, and from there you kill it, and then yeah. you go to Europe and or straight to the MLS. But it's like, yeah, well, you got. You know, put back a couple sure. pegs and, and then you had to work your way back up. Yeah. Um, you know, put in the training when nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. And then only then were you ready for, you yeah. know, the next obstacle. Which, if you weren't ready, if you had taken the back seat and been like, oh, you know, maybe I'm going to just see where it goes yeah. and not really focus on it the way you did, you wouldn't have been ready when the time came. Absolutely. Right? So, Absolutely. that's awesome, man. That's really inspiring. Yeah. Um, and I hope there's somebody watching and I hope we can clip that and make it. <laughs> you know, go viral so somebody watching can actually see that you know the opportunity is out there yeah. and not to give up yeah, mm, for you know sure. if, if you get told no because yep. hey it's a good thing
2: Oh, <laughs> it's the best thing it's better
1: to get told no even in we had a we had a, a, a MMA fighter a champ uh, I don't know if you watch uh, MMA he uh, fights for the BFL okay uh, and that's like a local UFC mm. and he's saying like it's better to get told no in a sport lose in a sport get choked out in this case, yeah. than insane, to lose your career or your family or your life mm-hmm. later on in life. Because, hey, that's a way better learning <laughs> experience earlier yeah. on than, you know, the ultimate yeah. failure down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So you went through the trial, you uh didn't make it, then you worked your way into – how did you how did you transition into the CPL, first of all? You tried out for Calgary? Did you get scouted?
0: No. So I was – when I went to school at Trinity, in the summers, there was nowhere for us to play because the season only went from basically August preseason to about November. If you made playoffs, you go late November. Um, and then the rest of the year was basically off. So we'd have a spring season with Trinity basically from January to April, and then the whole summers, guys would go home, right? Because mm-hmm. not a lot of guys – in that league, especially when I was playing, really thought about going pro. Like they were just, they loved playing university football and, and that's fantastic. And they were really good players, but they had no ambition to, to go anywhere else. So for me, having that ambition, I needed somewhere to play in the summer. So I played in the PDL. It was, it was a PDL. I think it's the USL two now. I think they named it something different. But um, in the summer of uh, 18, my last summer before my final year, I went to foothills in Calgary. So that's where Tommy Wielden was my head coach. Um, and then that transition. So I played for him, his team in the summer, played my last year of school. And then because of that relationship I had with him, he was the coach of, of Cavalry FC, the CPL team in 2019. So basically, he took 11, 12 of our best guys from that PDL team to the CPL team. So that was kind of my transition. And I wasn't even going to be in the CPL draft, actually, because it was so new to everybody and it was just launching a new domestic league. Everyone's like, okay, hey, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be two teams, three teams? Like, what's the point of that? Right. So my mindset was like overseas. But then I got a call from the CPL and they're like, no, you should really declare for the draft. Like it's going to be proper. Like you're going to go to either Pacific at the time in Victoria or Calgary. Cause that's just closer to my home. I didn't want to go all the way to Hamilton or Halifax. I would have been really far. So then, um, played my last year at Trinity. And then basically in that November, right after nationals, we got back from nationals, they had the draft. And then that's where Tommy drafted me in, uh, in the CPL. So then, went to the CPL, and then had one good year, and then I was I was transferred after that. But, yeah, it was – I wasn't even going to declare. Not a lot of people know that, but if I didn't, who knows if I would if be – If you
1: didn't even go down to the States to play those those summers, right? Yeah. Then you They would have never met, and then – For sure. Know, it's like a domino yeah, effect. Yeah,
0: because I played for three different PDL teams in three different summers. So, 16, I played for the Kitsap Pumas down in Seattle. Then I came back home to play for the TSS Rovers in Richmond in 2017, and then I said, listen, like, they were just a brand-new team. I can't stay here and try and build something. Like, I'm trying to go myself. And then that's when I went to Foothills because they're already established, very good team. And then we ended up winning the whole thing, nationals, everything that year. So like it really put a target on our team and, and people knew we were good. And then basically from there, CPL kind of happened. So it kind of happened really organically and at the perfect time, because if that didn't happen, I don't know if I'd be here. So like I try and tell people too, in every journey, there's going to be some luck that goes your way. Like it's inevitable. I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, I did everything myself. And like, no, I'm just not that kind of person, but there's some things that have to go your way. And, and fortunately for me, they did. And, and now I'm here.
1: That's actually crazy that you, you say that. Mm-hmm. And, and I recently also heard a, just out of nowhere, and I don't know if it's just the content I'm consuming, but I've seen it three or four times in the last month where somebody who's made it admits that, Hey, there's, there's luck. There's yeah. definitely luck. But the thing is you have to be prepared for the obstacle, as well right so you have to have enough preparation under your belt to be able to take on that moment Mm -hmm. where you get that lucky bounce for sure and then and then take advantage of it otherwise you weren't even ready to you know (laughs) yeah very well said
0: like you almost have to create your own luck in a way right like like i said put yourself in this best position to succeed and then you know you have to be good enough first of all so that takes every day you're doing something and and doing different things and then you know it, it just happens to kind of fall your way sometimes. And that was the one moment probably in my career where I was like, yeah, that wasn't me at all. Like that mm-hmm. just happened organically and it happened at the you know, best time.
1: And then from there, you know, then, then kind of everything trickled down. You went CPL to MLS, which yeah. is. So I was
0: the first one, like it, for it to happen in the first year was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't expect it. They just called me out of the blue and I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I think I was like in Coquitlam training with some BC guys when it all kind of went down. And one of my best boys, D was in the car and like, they were like, yeah, they're interested, or whatever. And Tommy called me and it happened within like a week. Like I was just like, just so, yeah, so surprised. Like I did not think it was gonna happen. Um, and it wasn't that was the first one ever. Like it was I had nothing to go off of. I didn't I couldn't ask anybody like how did how do you feel for the MLS? Like, how did it go? So my first year was like really difficult. But uh ever since then, I think there's been like, you know, double digit guys who have made moves to Europe or MLS and and have done really well. So now that like like you said, that pathway's there and and you know, certain people can see it now, so it's good.
1: No, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like you now, yeah. Th- at that point, because CPL is, I mean, it's it's what semi-pro, I'd say, like Division Two, I guess. Um, it's
0: uh, it's, our, it's yeah. It's like their own. It's it's our own domestic league, right? It's yeah. it's our own Canadian professional league.
1: So like, divi- uh, they kind of like a Division Two, and then people MLS like MLS is like the Division One. Yeah, I
0: mean yeah. MLS is more North American, obviously, because yeah, of the American teams. So this is just a league we can call our own, but. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic start, obviously, because I think we have like eight FCM. It's unfolded, but I think we have like eight teams now, seven mm-hmm. teams, and we're gonna get apparently a couple more by twenty twenty five. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it, well, obviously, the more heavily populated areas. I know Surrey was trying to build some sort of a stadium. Um, they're talking about it, but yeah, I don't know if that's gonna happen. They're kind of limited with space, but they have the population for sure. Uh, Surrey's uh, gonna obviously in real estate. We always talk about it. Surrey's going to. Pretty much over uh, overgrow Vancouver's population. I saw a clip
0: of that. I think it was from you. Yeah, yeah, 2044 20 like or something. That's crazy. Just the
1: way the pace of everything's going and just the building that's happening. Interesting. So, yeah, it'd be crazy to see that because then we're going to be like, you know, still just outside of downtown, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. exactly. Um,
1: so let's talk about some moments. Um, I have one here, but before I ask you about that one, what is the most memorable moment for you so far like in your career? I think you mentioned something about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, most memorable uh probably the day I found out I was going to the World Cup. I remember I was in uh Dubai already for training camp with the team and I just had a meeting with the national team coach and uh they told me and I remember I was just like it was just tears. Like I don't really remember everything else. And then after I called my parents and they were just crying and like it was a moment where it was like everything that they've done for me, everything I've done, everything you know, the people behind me in my village have done for me, it was like a, a moment where it was like that will it was all worth it like it was for this um just to see all the hard work that's gone into it and and uh all the difficult times that we had but it was yeah my parents I think they were just crying I was crying no words were spoken like it was just kind of like wow we just it it was we were just so in so much in disbelief and even that whole tournament was just like all a blur for me because I was just like yeah like walk I've obviously before that walked onto different fields and and stadiums but then you see like the world cup banners everywhere around and you're just like This is, you know, obviously what kids dream about and everyone dreams about. So, um, yeah, that was probably one of the most memorable, um, just kind of sitting in that hotel room, talking to my parents. And then obviously the day I made, or uh, Montreal called me probably was, was another memorable one. I was just like in the car, just like such in disbelief again. And, and, um, and then obviously like more simpler ones too, like back at Trinity, when we made nationals, like when we beat York and PKs, like those times are super important to me because they kind of bring me back down to earth too. And like really remember like who was along that journey with me, like just all my boys who I still talk to to this day. We're all still best friends. And those are, you know, moments that I'll never forget as well. I think those moments are almost more important because it's like the people you do it with. And like, I just love doing it with people that I care about. And, and so it's, yeah, there's just so many memorable ones that, you know, it's kind of hard to choose, but those are probably the ones that kind of stand out.
1: That's awesome. The one I have here was obviously goal related. You had your first, your first goal um against orlando i guess that was uh yeah how was
0: that yeah my first mls goal yeah like um terrible goal i remember it was off like a corner and like i just trickled (laughs) in like i missed it yeah Yeah. thought it was offside and had to celebrate late and stuff like that but uh the var comes in yeah yeah yeah. you're just kind of standing there you got to celebrate twice and um yeah that was memorable too got a ball signed by you know my whole all my teammates and stuff and that's still at my house and i'm gonna have a lot of uh lot of cool things to hang up hopefully you know i was
1: looking for some actually i was trying to scour the internet yeah um, just recently got into the whole like trading card thing you know yeah um, with i don't know there's I mean, it's been around for so long but now the light's been sh- shed on it because of obviously recent you know insane values on some of these trading cards and, and i had you know somebody who was hosting an event at langley event center here yeah. and so he got me all hyped up about it and i was like hey you know what'd be cool finding a trading card with yeah. uh, like you know tops because tops uh, does the whole mls thing and i think i found one but it's not of you it's uh just the impact and it's okay. like a, a, a goal celebration got so you. like you're in there yeah i'm like oh dang if there was one of him i'd try to get that scoop it but no it's cool even having that you know yeah. as as on your wall somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah and then the other goal you had where it's like the game winner. I, I don't have Oh, no in one Columbus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was special too. That was like after two hours of delay or something like that in the storm. And, uh, we went back on the pitch at like 11 or like 1130 and it was, we were down one nil with like 15 minutes left. And then one of my teammates at the time, Kai, he scored a header in the 86 and then I scored in like the 94th or something like that. And, uh, yeah,
1: so that was a way that one.
0: That was a way. Yeah, there's like no fans left. One <laughs> yeah. left because like of the, the the weather, but that one was special too because uh, one of my coaches in Montreal, Jason Tullio, he passed from brain cancer. Oh shoot! Um, and at that time, I think we just found out like a month before that, or it was his funeral just before that, and then we uh, we won that game in in just true Jason Tullio fashion because he was just like the the definition of. He calls it La Grinta. It's it's a uh, kind of a mindset, like grit, kind of. So that game was like a very memorable one for our whole club. Um, so to be able to score that goal was was pretty sweet.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's that's, and I'm sure there's gonna be more to come. Hopefully with the uh, the red shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta get some
0: more goals, man. I gotta. <laughs> hey, man. Bump my yeah, stats up. Well, that's up. the thing, right? <laughs> well, yeah.
1: Speaking of stats. We'll talk about the, the FIFA player card. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to get mad, though, <laughs> after seeing their the ranking on there. You just got to get a couple more slide tackles in there. Be, the yeah, I guess there. so. Just, like, you know, I guess so. A, that's all it is. Just just while you're playing the whole yeah. time, just start thinking, okay, what do I got to do to get my stats my, up? Here? Yeah, my FIFA card better. Yeah, yeah. How do I get, <laughs> get above your, a 70? Get your percentages up. Okay, yeah, possession. Yeah. Don't lose it. Exactly. Balls, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Okay, let's pull it up now because we're in it. We're in it. Um, so you got, uh, yeah, you got your, your FIFA. Oh, I haven't even seen
0: the, the World Cup one yet.
1: Yeah. So that's a new one, the Qatar one. So yeah, 44 pace. 44.
0: That's a violation on that one. Oh, on this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I th- not that I feel slow. Like
1: ne- I feel like they never really see you at your full sprint though. Fullback. Yeah. You know? You're kind of like, in the right place. You don't yeah, have to sprint. Yeah, no, exactly. You're sweeping, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm okay with that. No, it's good. That's good. Very physical. That's yeah. awesome. Which that's is awesome.
0: I feel like you just get that because you're you have the center back title, you know. Yeah, like if anyone yeah. watches me, I'm not the most physical person, but like I'm trying to add that to my game. But you just you're just getting stuck in there.
1: And these are obviously the previous ones. Yeah. What's that? This one also has though Canada on there, so that's 22. So you were already, I guess. Yeah, I
0: think that's just for the nationality, though. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have uh, obviously not a World Cup card, in... oh yeah, it wasn't 22.
1: That's the, that's the World Cup was 22. Right? Yeah, it was 22. Yeah.
0: I don't know when the World Cup one came out. That's the first time I ever saw it. Yeah, but. so
1: it's kind of like a collector's card. Man, getting these. Yeah. Because that was another thing I was looking at. I'm like, oh, it would be sweet to get one of these Like, because you can get them plaques. Yeah like framed yes it, uh, I, I, that's a great idea actually i might do be that because if you actually
0: this even be in the game it's crazy like i we grew up on fifa like you probably played fifa like tons of oh, uh yeah uh, ultimate
1: team that's you it you got that's your it and, and you go over
0: to your, your boy's house and you guys would play fifa all the time and trash talk and like that was our our childhood like playing fifa so like to actually be in it and like then there's people like you know messaging me and being like you're in fifa i have your card and blah blah, blah and i'm just like
1: <laughs> like they pulled it yeah like that's i'm sweet. like that's amazing
0: like they had me in their ultimate teams and like
1: that's 21. So that's yes, when you 21. were, uh, is that, that's the Montreal?
0: Yeah, that's when we were the impact. We've, we've changed a couple times. We were the Montreal impact. Then we changed the uh, club to foot Montreal in 2021 with a new logo. And then yeah, we had to CF. change it again. Oh, so now it's sense. CF Montreal. That's so probably that's what why it is.
1: Okay. Let's go back to the top one. Let's go. That's the recent one. That's the recent one. Um, but yeah, no, the, the graphics and everything are pretty cool. Yeah. Um,
0: Have you played FC yet? The new
1: one? No, I haven't. No. They changed okay. the name, right? Yeah. Just FC now. Well, do you know anything about that? I don't know. I played it. I don't know why. I haven't, honestly, I haven't played it in a couple of years now, but I don't game. And that's the only Mm. game I'll game. And I don't have a system. I didn't buy one. You're not a Call of Duty guy? Uh, No, no. No, Call of Duty. Just like no time or just no interest? um, Both? I I have a very, very strong addiction to FIFA. Mm. And it's like, if that, like there was a time where my friend brought it over for like Christmas. We were just hanging out. Yeah. And they left. It was just like a PS4. It was like an older, older and you, game. And, and you played for, it every day for for like a week straight. You know, during this the whiteout, my 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 girlfriend at the time was like. I've never seen this side of you. And I'm like, there's a reason <laughs> this you. is why so I your haven't. fiance
0: now would probably would not be your fiance. I mean, she if you got a PS five well, she, or...
1: she's not against, it. she's like, cool. Like you're normal. Yeah. Because other than that, it's like, what do you do? You're doing all yeah. this crazy other stuff. Yeah. Right. Why can't you just play video games? You know, um, you because yeah, th- uh, that's, that's kind of one of the, the, the biggest, I guess, downfalls, but I mean, hey, it's a, it's, it's addicting. It is. Especially remember. if you
0: have like a good gaming chair and
1: then you got like, Snacks, oh, yeah, it, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. just you can oh, man, for hours, like, like six to eight hours easily. <laughs> yeah, right. Until you go on a losing streak, then you're like, and not then you're just, done. Your head goes. You're gonna be like, not. yeah. And then the, it's weird how that starts, right? You, I know. you what lose one game, and then you're like, okay, whatever. Next game, lose it again. And You're like, what is what's, what's going on? Yeah, you I'm have not some even of those things. anymore. And then third game, okay, you you just rage quit right there.
0: No, I'm the same way. I got so <laughs> mad, like I almost had friendships that were like broken because of that game, man. Like back in in uh covid like we played like because i didn't have to train right Like you can train and we just i played my boys from back home and like one of my boys actually sold his xbox he's like he just got too angry like it just <laughs> you know the competitive side of it in us is just uh I, kn- I know i know what you mean I that's know how you so feel. funny yeah i know, yeah, you know,
1: know it's it's weird where it comes out of i don't even know it's yeah. a different side of it's a different side too. i mean I get the same thing on the pitch though if you think about for it for sure like oh, i'm a different happens. person on the pitch oh, yeah so different like, yeah and everybody is right because sure. after that after like that's one thing yeah playing footy and like you get into you know some banter it turns into heat of heat of the moment the For stuff sure. and then once the last whistle blows you're like hey it's all good
0: it's man. all good it's just Go and hug them after ah, and
1: we're all going to work tomorrow like, yeah, no, yeah we're yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to hurt anybody yeah. here you know and it's it's like it's a weird release that you get from playing but yeah um well, how about you know anything that you're currently working on right now that uh, you got in the in the works? I have yeah, I just here about, like, uh, some initiatives here. Yeah, just some
0: stuff. Like obviously, being in my community is super important. So i I'm, a lot of people don't know that uh, kidsport. I don't know if you know who kidsport is. Um, I'm the ambassador for kidsport BC, and it's basically an organization that um, cuts the barriers of costs for kids to play sports. So they'll hand out grants like 500 bucks, a thousand, whatever the family needs for a kid to get equipment or registration fees. And uh, I didn't know this until twenty twenty, but I was actually recipient of Kid Sport back when I was like six years old. Like my parents couldn't afford me, afford to put me in, in soccer. So Kid Sport came in and gave us like five hundred bucks or something like that, registration, all all done. And and now I'm a professional footballer. So it's like without Kid Sport's help, I don't know if I'd be here, right? So that's another thing, like giving back. So I try and do as much as I can for them. Um, I'm also part of a goal initiatives. It's called goal initiatives in Montreal, kind of the same thing. Uh very event based. So they basically give grants to anybody it could be a single person it could be a team uh equipment whatever it is um for them to be involved in sport because obviously sport is like the the hub of kind of what we do we want kids to stay active and and to be a part of a team yeah those are the kind of things i've been interested in and kind of helping out with so if people want to check it out they can go to my my socials
1: that's awesome yeah what what, uh where can they find you
0: they can find me on instagram uh i don't have twitter anymore had to get rid of twitter Uh,
1: toxic toxic (laughs) like you just see
0: everyone's opinions and certain people just you know uh yeah i don't even want to get into that yeah, yeah, social yeah, media yeah. social media is a very positive thing but it can also be a curse oh, huge. um instagram facebook i'm n- mainly just on instagram though that's like my biggest thing and then um i have facebook i don't really use it as much though that's kind of for my that's for like the, the, the older host. generations of of family members and stuff yeah, like that the
1: family members and all that but uh yeah everything's everything's through my instagram awesome mm-hmm. awesome well um it was awesome you know getting to know you hearing all about your journey um, what we like to do at the end of every, you know, session here is we like to feature a local restaurant mm-hmm. for us to have a little taste. Uh, we've had them on a few times, the owner's been on, and you said you've been there.
0: Just like two weeks ago, I tried it for the first time.
1: Awesome. They have yeah. a really cool vibe, right? So yeah, this is the Barley cool. Merchant, really yeah. cool vibe there. You, They have live music, they have, you know, tons of beer on tap, yeah. craft beer, local beer, and then they also have uh, homemade, you know, dishes that they make from scratch every single day wow um so yeah today i got some tacos yeah. and the go-to steak fritz that's my go-to right there um sure. so yeah let's let's dig into it don't worry about being super uh, uh try one of
0: those tacos yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i was gonna get these last time but then i end up getting the chicken wings chicken, chicken wings, wings are have, good yeah chicken wings
1: are very good too so what is this beef chicken that is chicken yeah okay. and they so they have uh pickled onions they have a little lime uh, on them Cheese, goat cheese. I don't. I'm gonna. Get, I'm gonna get it wrong, so I'm not gonna goat say cheese. it. Goat cheese. Yeah, I think that's goat cheese. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's good. Cheers. Uh, I'm gonna have a bite of this steak here.
0: We don't have napkins, do we?
1: No. No, I dropped the ball there. Oh, you're good. Wow, very good. Yeah. Right. It's not like your typical taco where it's like, okay, just, you know, chicken, no flavor. Oh. You get some, you know, spicy sauce here and there. Mm. That has like an explosion of flavor. Yeah,
0: wow. Have you been to uh, like Mexico or anything like that or Arizona? I went to Arizona like, like last week. Amazing tacos. Oh, I bet. Amazing.
1: They got the authentic ones, right? Yeah,
0: these are fantastic though too.
1: There's a few. So in Langley, if you're talking like, you know, the more authentic, ta- like Mexican tacos, South American tacos, you basically can find them at um, uh, Taco Holics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's downtown Langley. Then there's like two or three different um, Mexican places. Oh, thank you. Oh, Got
0: that clutch. Xavier, um,
1: local So there's Adelicias mm-hmm. and Viva Mexico. Yeah. And actually, Celito Lindo. Mm. They're all there on the one way. There's like four places. <laughs> yeah. No, these are these those are one thing. This is like. Um, more uh, gourmet style tacos, yeah, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, so these are good. proper. It's good. It's good, it's good to try. onions us. on there. Yeah, yeah. Let me get it in yeah. here real quick. Get
0: mine out of the way there. No, that's a proper one. Co- corn tortilla or like flour tortilla for you?
1: Uh, well, these are corn. So I mean, I'm, I'm corn
0: it. is corn is better.
1: Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know if I can taste the difference. To be honest, really? Yeah. Here, you take take a take a. Little steak in there. I don't want to spill anywhere. I'm known for making a mess. Yeah, it's proper. I love steak, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're talking about, like, your diet being, like, super clean right now.
0: hmm What, um... Are we still rolling right now, by the yeah. way?
1: Yeah. Oh. We're still going. Um, <laughs> I love it. We Mao on the on, the, on the podcast mm-hmm. live. Um, it's like that mix of ASMR, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Try not to eat too close to the mic. Yeah, no, that's See the best part. Up. That's the best part. Just, mm. just like super loud. No. um, Your diet. So yeah. what are you usually eating on like, on like mid-season, off-season, life of an athlete? Yeah. a breakdown.
0: No, like during the season, carbs need energy. That's basically how it is. Off-season, I don't eat much in the off-season because when you're working out and you're burning the calories, then you feel hungry off season you're not really doing much so like you're just kind of sitting around you don't really get that appetite right um so it's a lot more um like veggies and not as much pasta and carb loading because if you're not really doing anything they don't really need that you know what i mean like you don't really need those calories i'm not a calorie counter by any means i'm a very picky picky eater we talked about this before there's only certain things i like i don't like seafood i don't really like going outside of my you know athlete uh plate i guess like i would like a good salad sweet potatoes chickens like one of my favorite things pasta um but yeah it's it's really tailored to you like you know your own body i think the best i think you know you probably see in football nowadays like a lot of science is being brought in like okay to a certain degree i think it's good but there's certain things where it's like i don't think need to be Mm -hmm. part of football like i think there's you know certain technology and stuff i'd rather not see in it and i'm not really talking about var i'm talking about like health wise <laughs> and like like lifting wise and stuff like that like
1: yeah var like that changed the game yeah dude like it's <laughs> it's not there's know. no there's no margin for error anymore before yeah you know one of the most historic moments in history uh maradona and god, Han- 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 god, Han- god would have been disallowed.
0: exactly and now so i think there should be that's a bit crazy <laughs> that one that but, was, that was just, but there's, cer- there's certain there's a certain degree of like uncertainty I think you should have in any sport like it can go either way Um, yeah yeah I think it's one of the
1: only ones that footy and football right yeah like uh tennis
0: it makes sense because it's like a different sport yeah the lines and stuff but even today I was watching Galatasaray Man United and the Galatasaray guy was like his shoulder and it's like a chunk of his shoulder was just a and like it's like what are we doing like
1: oh my god you know and as a defender too I'm saying that
0: they called it back of course they did but Um, yeah, I get the, I get the, you want to be true and the, you know, the whole game and, and whatnot, but, um, yeah, I still think there should be some uncertainty in there. I think that's what keeps sports kind of interesting too, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I I get that. Um, We were talking
0: about diet. So I kind of went off there, but yeah,
1: that is a technology Diet's too technology. I mean, like, here's the thing though with, with, in terms of diet, right? You're right. Your body it's not even that you get hungry. It's like your body needs that extra carb. Sure. So they crave it. And it's, that's funny because people try to, like, go on runs to lose weight. And I, playing and, you know, being an athlete, you, you realize, hey, but you don't actually lose weight because you eat way more. Don't eat. Yeah. You have to just – it's basically starving yourself or, right. or, or doing the fast and stuff. If you really want to lose weight. For sure. Um, but what are you eating on game day? How about that? Game day. that's a big one. That's a big one. I've, yeah. I've been, obviously, growing up, my parents always told me, like, hey, carb load, mm-hmm. game day early, get the to The commercials pasta. of, like,
0: the hockey players with a big bowl of pasta. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we are kind of just... Um, for breakfast, I don't like eggs. So it's usually, like, a piece of toast, a peanut butter, some yogurt, granola, maybe. And then always before pregame is, like, uh, half, like, a chicken breast, a uh, big bowl of pasta. And then if I'm still hungry after that, I'll do, like, fruit. Because fruit give good carbs and good energy and good sugar, so... I'll do some fruit, and that's it.
1: Any like, like intra intra workout? Um,
0: or, uh, no, no, not really. Are you um, allowed
1: I'm, to take some of those like? Yeah, protein, yeah, certain things. Like, if crack? they're NSF and yeah, yeah,
0: if they're if they're certified in the league, there's we have a list that we can check. But I, I, I honestly, I'm more of a natural. Like, I don't really take things from my body. Like even in pain, like painkillers and all that. I don't really do that. Everyone's different. I see guys, like certain guys on my team have a Red Bull before every game. Like, that's just not me.
1: Does not help? I don't help? think that helps. I, I don't mean, know. For them, it's more probably like a, r- a ritual. At that yeah. Because, yeah, if yeah. you're doing that every game, like the amount of caffeine doesn't even affect you anymore. You I'm have sure. at least two or three and keep stacking yeah. it up.
0: Yeah. So maybe at half, I'll have a couple pieces of fruit too, like a little gel. But other than that, I'm pretty pretty clean, man. Like mm. I see some guys do some crazy stuff. Like I like that smelling salt though. The smelling salt before the game, that gets me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That wakes me up a little bit
1: yeah i could see that yeah. i mean that, i I've, I've tried to do that lifting and it was like yeah i don't know i just it kind of if Didn't anything work? it just throws me off because really? i'm like what was that
0: it just wakes you up like it's almost yeah. too much and it's, it's
1: like, just like yeah because like when i'm when i'm lifting i want to make sure like i'm focused mm. and if it just if i take that like take a whiff it's just like what is happening that's what i feel about caffeine yeah a little oh, yeah, bit same. like it kind of just caffeine. puts me off
0: and it just i don't drink coffee like it just kind of you get like all jittery be. and exactly. then you don't know how to manage it, and exactly. you get
1: all anxious about it. Yeah, no. for sure.
0: Yeah, awesome. Sure, well, that's man.
1: good to know. I'll make sure uh, I'll keep that in mind for my next game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, thanks for jumping on. You kind Appreciate of already it. shared your socials. Anything that you want to bring up before we wrap up here?
0: Nah, I oh. had a great time. This was cool. awesome, man. Cool. I think what you guys are doing, shedding light on the landing community and stuff, is great. Like I think we need more, more things like this, and and putting people in the spotlight. Like you said, you've had tons of different guests that are doing equally as important things, if not better things than what I'm doing. So,
1: um, it's, uh, it's fantastic for for our community, man. Everyone has their own role, right? Yeah. You know, and Uh, and that's the awesome part. how everybody comes together in some way. And at the end of it all, they always look back on, you know, where they were raised, the community they were brought up in, and they're grateful. So they want to do whatever they can to, you know, shed light on that. Because, um, there's a saying, it's like, (coughs) whenever you're done, leave things better than you left them. For sure. Right. So if you want to do that, yeah. what other way is there to do it? Yeah. Other than to be able to inspire and mm-hmm. set up, you know, all these programs for people coming after you. Absolutely. So yeah, no, it's awesome. Absolutely. Thanks for, you know, continuing to, to, to help out the community here. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> um, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for watching. Um, if you guys have any questions for myself or, uh, you know, you can throw them in the comments or you can reach out on Instagram. You yep. can, uh, yeah, subscribe if you haven't already. <laughs> uh, we do videos like this every single month, every single week right now because it's almost Christmas time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So Appreciate it. Thanks so much for watching. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. All right, cool. Good. <laughs> Sweet.